Welcome to Base Politics. I'm Evan. I'm Alex. Hey guys, welcome. Glad you're here. Uh, it's beautiful here. We spent most of the day outside. We've just been hanging out for the past like three hours. It's burning uh, hot out there. It is scorching. It's like uh, what, 30 degrees? It's like 31 degrees. I don't know degrees. what that is in Fahrenheit. Uh, no idea. Not going to convert it. Hot. So we do have, I'd like to, I look at the analytics of our podcast every once in a while. And we have a lot of American listeners. So we have listeners in Massachusetts, North Dakota, West Virginia. South Korea. That's even crazier one. South I know Korea. that's not the U.S., but. Uh, lots of states. Texas still making up a large percentage. So um, thanks for listening, Joe. Thanks for listening. Everyone who's out there, uh, you know, we'd love to know who you are. Uh, so you can follow us on Twitter and stuff. But if you're loving the podcast, uh, we love that you're loving it. So, uh, you know, you know, just do whatever, uh, you know, rate it, subscribe, tell us, tweet at us, follow us, all that stuff. I don't plug that as often, but uh, that would be great. We love it. Um, we're here to talk about baseball, politics, the space in between. It's kind of what we do. Um, and a lot in the news this week, a lot. We're going to do the second half of our show talking about who is on our all-star ballot because that just came out. Um, and looking towards the, the halfway point of the year, getting closer and closer, um, yeah. almost there. We're like, you know, 45, 50 games into the season. Yeah, I think it's like 55, 60. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, a lot of games. I think the Red Sox are at like 60. So We're like a know. third of the way there over a third. So, um, yeah, 55. I don't know. I think the Red Sox are like 33 and 23. So that's like 56. Right. Something like that. Anyways. So. To start off, we'll talk about, we have three young men who are raking. Kind of expected this, but it's cool yeah. to see. Vladdy Guerrero, Ronald Acuna, Acuna Jr., and Fernando Tatis. Wait, they're all juniors, too. They Ronald are Acuna jun Jr., Vladdy Jr., and Tatis but, Jr. Yeah, Ronald Acuna's dad didn't play in the league. He's no, just that's junior. true. But um, but still, he's still two, a junior. He still is a. They're all juniors, and two of them had, uh, you know, their fathers played in the league, and yeah. one of them one was of them's a Hall of Famer. famer. Uh, and Fernando Tatis, uh, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, he's the guy who has a record that's probably unbeatable. Two grand slams in the same inning off the same pitcher. Yeah. It's probably an unbeatable record. Even though it's only two, it's probably... Probably not unbeatable. It's, it's possible. It's not unbeatable, but it's 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 one of those rare things that... Cody Bellinger was close because he hit... I think... I mean, he got an RBI single and then the same inning hit a grand slam. Mm. So he was close, but that would be fucking wild. Yeah. It's not unbeatable, but it's 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 pretty rare. Oh, that was the... Yeah, the Dodgers scored, I think, 11 in the first inning. And Carlos oh, yeah. Martinez, who's been in the league for 12 years, his ERA, like lifetime ERA, went from like 3.58 to 3.65 just in one inning of work. That's like rough. his lifetime career ERA went up that much. I thought that was hilarious. Oof. Because like, yeah, 11 in one inning getting three out. Or I didn't think he got, I think he got two outs. That's, yeah, that's, that's really kind of, the problem. It's that's not a 99. Even a, it's point. not even a full inning. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a tough outing. A tough day at the office, as they would say. Yeah, I think if it happens again, it'll have to happen in the first inning. Because 
any if, yeah. if you give up a grand slam as a reliever, unless it's already a blowout, you're probably getting pulled. Oh yeah, you know, so it has to be the first inning, basically. Yeah, if first you give up second. a grand slam, you're getting pulled after that batter. Yeah, like if you face four batters and that fourth guy hits a home run, you're gonna, you're yeah, you're getting replaced. So somebody might be able to hit two grand slams in an inning, but them doing it off the same pitcher. Uh, unlikely, unless it's in the... Anyway, that's just a random fact about Fernando Tatis Sr., uh, who did play in the league. Yeah. Um, they're raking. Yeah, they're, all three of them lead the league in home runs, which is the youngest trio in the history of baseball to lead the league in home runs, with, and with like a minimum of five home runs. Like, this is a... That's insane. Because they're all 23 or younger, I think, right? Or 24 and younger? Mm-hmm. 23... I don't know. I can't remember. I think Flatty's twenty-two. I have no idea. I think it's twenty-three and younger. I think, or or younger. But yeah, Flatty's finally living up to that potential, which is so good to see. And Acuna and Tatis, we already knew they were gonna do that. But what you doing? I don't know. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Sorry. I'm looking at fan graphs right now and trying to look at some of these other numbers, but. Uh, I got distracted, um, as I often do with fan graphs. If you ever looked, there's just so much information that it's crazy. Um, it's like YouTube, like a YouTube rabbit hole for normal people, and then like yeah. fan graphs is the YouTube rabbit hole. Like for before you know games. it, you're looking at like some 80, 1887 Hall of Famer and 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 yeah. their BABIP. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, what am yeah, I? Wow, he got really unlucky. Yeah. Lucky in 1891. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's bullshit. It's like you're making a case for like King Kelly. You know, <laughs> like. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, that's the on the field stuff that's happening. I mean, there has been a lot of, the Braves are doing okay. The Yankees are back to their old ways. Just, uh, I mean, we've been watching, we were watching, we posted a picture of us in our (laughs) respective teams, uh, gear last night, uh, me cheering for the Yankees, Alex cheering for the Red Sox, um, which, uh, you know, I mean, well, it went well for you. Uh, I wasn't even like mad. There was nothing to be mad about. It was just disappointment. It was pure it's, disappointment because well, I can't, well, one, I, th- I I figured, you know, no one should have too much confidence in Michael King. You know, he I pitched was, great though. He pitched pretty well. He gave, he had one bad pitch. It's true. It's that, true. His mistake in the first inning got like passed upon, but he actually did pretty well. The thing, the thing that's weird is like for some reason the. In the whole Houston series, Rafi Devers got thrown like, I don't know, let's say 50 pitches. I can't remember the exact amount. He had thrown 50 pitches, and 49 of them were fastballs. Because for some reason, he just couldn't hit fastballs in Miami the series before and in Houston. And so I think Michael King just went with that philosophy. Like, just throw him gas up, Mm. and he'll probably swing and miss. But, like, you threw him four already. I think he knows what's coming on, uh, I think it was a, one and two count. He's yeah. like, I don't think you're throwing the slider. So Rafi just set his eyes up, and it was just yeah. out in a hurry. And I mean, but that that was one bad pitch, and like, yeah, it was a any other year run, on but... the Yankees, that's enough for a, a win. But the Yankees, it no yeah, bias in this. Like, it's just, they look defeated. They look defeated. They look defeated. But it's if like, you saw Gary Sanchez after that, he struck out to end the game. Yeah, uh, and if you looked at Gary Sanchez at that moment. They, he just looked like a beaten down puppy at an adoption center. He it's looked just so weird. Hungry. And it's like, guys, like you're not even on a losing streak at the moment. 
That was the second game they'd lost in a row. But they had won two before the, that. And they were playing against the Rays and now the Red Sox. Like, two good teams. Yeah, and, like, they're important games. But, like, they're not losing by that much. The, uh, the problem is that they're not winning by that much either. When they won... They kind of won, and they won ugly ones, you yeah. know. And they didn't play that well. They they're making some really fundamental mistakes. Yeah. Um, but like that team is just it, they look lifeless. Like it's, I know they got their injuries, but like Stanton's back. Obviously, they don't have Voight. Um, yeah. But like, but and DJ's not doing great. But yeah. like the team, they just it like I wouldn't go as far as saying it looks like they're not trying, but it looks like. It doesn't look like they're having any fun playing. No. It looks like it's like, oh, I got to go to work. There's no energy. Like This yeah. is what I was saying to you last night. I've watched the Braves all season, as many games as I've seen of the Yankees. And the Braves have had their up and downs. They've definitely started out rough and, and have pulled, pulled it together somewhat. I think you know everyone thought they really should be crushing that division, and, and, and they're in second place. Um, right. Say. The Mets are a good team. Um, yeah, like the Mets are a good team, and I think the Mets are playing a little above where... I, People thought they would. They're also they've also played like less games uh, than the Braves. So they've won more. They've won one more game, but they played like six less games. Yeah, um, yeah. Because that first, I think, week and a bit was like rain and then COVID yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it was like rain and then the Phillies, who they're supposed to play, got COVID. And yeah, then it was that thing. Yeah. So they didn't play their first game until like a week. And so they're the twenty-seven and twenty-three, whereas the Braves are twenty-six and twenty-nine. So they're they're th- still three and a half shit. game. Yeah, if they're not twenty-six and twenty. I mean, obviously it's fifty games, but like. That's pretty bad for the Braves. Even then, they've still had like energy. You know what I mean? They, it hasn't been like watching the Yankees, where yeah. like the Braves like still are a fun team to watch, even when they've been losing. I mean, it's not fun to watch them lose, but uh, it's mostly been the pitching that has really been the problem. Whereas, and the offense hasn't been all there, uh-huh. um, but at least somebody has been there every night. You know, whether it's Acuna, Albies heating up, Austin Riley. It's rare that they've all been like on their a game but yeah. like they've every there's been someone in the lineup every night who's like starting to go off it's just like without aaron judge on that team the yankees are yeah. just they're probably like i don't know like they just look so bad and like they judge really was really their only offense yesterday i mean yeah dj got a couple hits and whatever but like yeah it was so it's so weird because i'm so used to like i still go into every yankees red sox series scared because i'm like <laughs> mayhem is about to ensue like yeah the the yankees are either going to kick our ass we're going to kick their ass or it's going to be like a one-one game going into extras or something crazy yeah. you know Somebody and it's like gonna but yesterday it. Yeah. it was like as soon as raffi hit that home run it was like oh we're good yeah all right put up the, put up your feet boys just yeah. like go out strike it and that game was so quick yeah I the know. red Sox were swinging at the first pitch after that first inning like it was nobody's business yeah like i walked i went outside to walk my dog i came back and the game was already done i know basically like you missed the only yankees offense i know you missed the judge homer I know. and the error oh that was a bad play too but yeah marwin gonzalez went first he goes to like backhand the ball and he bobbles it picks it up so he gets an error on that because he didn't make the play. And then he throws it almost into the dugout. Oh, God. And so then Gio scored. But then and I think Ivaldi got out of it. And it was also tough. I think the Yankees obviously, like, uh, they faced Ivaldi, which was, like, he's a great pitcher, I yeah. think. And they he they shut him down. They ugh, He shut them down. Yeah, for sure. But then they also saw Sawamura, who is from Japan. Yeah. And this is his first year in the big league. So it's like. He was great. Yeah, he went two innings, didn't yeah. give up anything. But it's also like. I can understand that because that's the first time they've ever yeah. seen him pitch. Yeah. So it's kind of like 
I kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. It's different than facing Matt Barnes or Ottavino or someone like that. Who yeah. You know what they're pitch like. You know, you've seen them before type of thing. But, yeah, so th- that was game one on Friday. Anyways, We're recording yeah. on Saturday, which will be game two. By the time you guys hear this, hours. the series will be over. So, but, The Red Sox will have swept. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, we'll see. I think tonight, like we said earlier, it's going to be a bloodbath. We've got Tyon with his five point or 4.8 ERA and Rod, Erod with his 5.6 ERA. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, I think uh, Yeah, it, it's uh, just put the T up. Uh, put let's a get a derby. I'm going to say Aaron Judge hits two home runs today and Hunter Renfro hits two run, home runs today. Wow. That's my prediction. I think two home runs each. Well, we've got it on record, so you can tell us. We'll know by the time this is out. We'll, you should put a timestamp. This was filmed. On, I yeah. promise we're not cheating. This isn't Monday, I promise. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It takes me a while to edit this. So, um, There's a couple of things in the news uh, to talk about that are um, you know related to baseball uh very related to baseball so um first off let's start with talking about um the mlb is being sued the mlb and the mlbpa are being sued over their decision to move the 2021 all-star game out of georgia so we talked about this thoroughly on a pod um just at the beginning of the season um one of our best episodes if you haven't heard it i don't i think it's called baseball is back but we talked about um, their decision to move out of Georgia because of the voting laws um, that were restricting people's ability to vote. They did go into effect. Nothing has really happened yet. So Job Creators Network, uh, which is essentially like a pro-business group, um, conservative uh, business group. I haven't looked into them too thoroughly, uh, but they're suing uh, the... MLB for 100 million in damages and a punitive award of up to one billion dollars. <laughs> the JCN says the league decided to punish the people and small businesses of Atlanta purposely and maliciously by moving the game rather than appealing to state lawmakers. Wrong. I feel like Donald Trump at that debate. Fake news. Here's Wrong. The, here's some some. That's great. I love that. Uh, there's some <laughs> there's some fake news. That is so stupid. Okay, you can make the argument that like them moving the All Star Game hurts your business because it does. You don't. You're no longer going to make a lot of money yes. during that weekend. That's on purpose. But you can't say they ma- maliciously did this, uh, attacking you as a like business. Yeah, it's they're not attacking really... Georgia as a state. Yeah, the idea that the MLB would be able to appeal to lawmakers and that be like, hey, please, can you like we're the MLB and we're like a baseball company. Can you change the voting laws in yeah. Georgia? It's like you're fucking stupid if you think that Brian Kemp and his like band of goons would do anything to like let literally anyone stand in the way of their like ceaseless pursuit of making it harder to vote for poor and black pe- poor people and black people. Like that's and just poor insane. Black people. And poor black people. Among the claims leveled against the defendant in the 21-page lawsuit is that they violated, get this, a 150-year-old civil rights law known as the Ku Klux Klan Act, which is to pre- intended to protect against conspiracies resulting in damages to another in his person or property. The lawsuit also accuses MLB of violating the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. I will bet any dollar, all dollars in my bank account and all my assets that that lawsuit gets thrown out in less than a month. Yeah. That you don't have any weight there. 
you can't prove that the MLB did this maliciously. You can't prove that. And oh, yes. Okay, I, this all comes together. One quick Google search. Who is Job Creator Network? The conservative U.S. advocacy group. Who is it founded by? Sorry. Who is it founded by? It is founded by Bernie Marcus. Oh, that's who, the guy that ran for president and lost, right? That's Bernie Sanders. <laughs> um, oh, that's the Greek uh, Greek philosopher. That's Marcus Aurelius, um, the co-founder and former CEO of Home Depot, who is a known Trump, uh, tr- you know, Trump-like donor. He donated millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to Trump. But who it's really funded by is the Mercer Family Foundation. Oh. And you know, th- so Rebecca Mercer, her father, uh, Robert Mercer, was a hedge fund manager. They're an old money family. They're, think of like the Cokes. The Koch brothers are, are, are very much uh, an even bigger level. Uh, they are in the same league as um, the uh, the Mercers. They're, they're actually mentioned a great book on the topic of dark money is a book called Dark Money uh, by Jane Mayer. And she extensively details how dark money makes its way into politics, how these big donors, billionaires, end up donating money into politics. And she mentions extensively the Koch brothers, of course, but also who you are probably familiar with. But you might not be familiar with the Mercer family who are on the same level of conservative uh, you know, billionaires. Mm-hmm. Um, Koch brothers did nine eleven too. They advocate for free market. That was actually um, not. That was Nick Kroll's dad. Um, the organization. The Kochs are involved in some conspiracies too. I think. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, the organization advocates for free market solutions. Um, what you know, I'm trying to like figure out what the deal is with them. You know, it should you know like search this up before, but. Um, they put a billboard in New York City's Times Square blaming AOC for Amazon's decision to abandon the building uh, of the company's second headquarters in Queens. That's, that's what you want to blame. There's many things you can blame AOC for. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's the fight. I don't think that's the hill you want to die on. I mean, Parker. Yeah, so there's some like bad people obviously involved in this. Like, There's no question. Uh, it's, it's fucking run by the Mercers. So, um, so yeah, like... It's very funny. It's basically a Koch brother adjacent, uh, you know, think tank kind of, uh, you know, advocacy They need group. the money. Yeah, they need the money. You know, they really need to, uh, to you know, look at, out for the bottom line. Well, yeah, none of the relatives have died in a while, so they need money, you know. <laughs> they got no inheritance. Anyway, f- that's the stupid lawsuit, and it, it will either get thrown out or the MLB will go to have to go to court and they'll win the law. The MLB will win the loss. Yeah, there's no way that goes. There's no fat. There's no weight to that argument. I mean, I'd say that, but I mean, the Cokes have probably been the most influential, uh, you know, people. Conservatives do control the courts in a lot of places, so I wouldn't be surprised if... I mean, I can't imagine this actually going through. I don't even think this makes it to court. That's my, you know... Yeah. Um, it probably either gets slightly settled out yeah. of court or it just gets thrown out i'll keep an eye on it i'll check the pacer records and see if uh see what happens with this um but i think it's pretty unlikely that I, that anything actually happens but good to know that uh you know <laughs> like if you're pissing off the mercer family like you're definitely doing something right so good on mlb you know despite them being a bunch of billionaires themselves yeah it's better in cores anyways Better go to Colorado. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Cannot wait for the All-Star game, of course. And we're going to get to our our picks for who's going to be on that All-Star team. It should just be sluggers. Just pure sluggers. Yeah, Um, I know. I hope J.D. Martinez gets there. So, yeah. Hopefully some cool people play in the home run derby, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, true. We can't even... Yeah, right. Couldn't pick the home run derby, but... 
Um, another news. Yeah, I think the MLB just picks the home run derby. Anyways, go. True. Um, Marcelo Zuna is a great man who was arrested. <laughs> I don't agree with that. <laughs> I just thought we'd like set it up that like <laughs> he's a good man, silver slugger in 2020. I mean, it was ALMV- just... or NL MVP runner up, and he also just strangled and threw his wife into a wall. It's pretty grim. We'll not talk talk about this too much because it might be triggering for some people. But uh, that's you can put the- a trigger warning up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, fuck Marcelo Zuna. Yeah, fuck Marcelo Zuna. The thing is, I'm not an advocate for domestic violence, but I feel like it's a lot easier because. From the research I've done, which is very little, (laughs) but a lot of the times when domestic violence cases happen, the wife or the husband, whoever is getting beat, would call the cops, the cops come, whatever, a Uh a case is filed, charges are laid, Yeah, and then the wife or the husband, whoever's getting hurt, beaten, can then throw out the lawsuit if they change their mind. They drop the case. Yeah, which happens a lot of the time, because usually it's like... I love you. I forgive you. And whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Stockholm syndrome. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to get into that part. But like the thing that Marcelo Zuna is like, he's already a bad person, piece of human garbage, but he did it in public in front of cops. Yeah. It's like the cops witnessed, like they saw him doing it. They, I guess it wasn't like it was neighbors called. Yeah. Neighbors called the the cops. They showed up and saw him like strangling her and And threw her against a wall. And I think, what else? He kicked her with his cast, I think it was, in the head. Yeah. Because that's what I read, that he hit her with his cast, and his cast is on his leg, I think. So. No, it's on his hand. He broke it's his, his hand. He broke oh, his I thought hand. it was on his leg. He broke his hand. Oh, never mind. Well, he punched her with the cast. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, yeah, he broke his finger. I yeah, watched it happen. Yeah, he's sliding in, yeah. Um, yeah, fuck that shit, man. So, yeah, that's really Piece bad. And uh, we. Yeah, it sucks when it happens to a team that you... I'm not saying if you're going to beat your wife, do it in your own home. But I'm no. just saying, like, now it's like... Oh, he's going to jail. In full view, we know what you did. There's no, oh, she's lying. She wants whatever. Oh, oh and she she's can't drop this. it. She can't and drop it. she can't it. drop the case, yeah. Because the, the, what, it's, it's, a, it's a legal technicality, but ultimately she can't drop the case because the police saw it. He's going to jail for at least three years. The well, maximum is 20. Well, because if the police don't see it, it's just hearsay. Yeah. It's just, so well, at some I point, say this, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so at some point you can just drop the case and... That's all. But yeah, fuck, fuck Marcel is not. Yeah, he'll be rots in jail for many years, and, and that's all. Never gets a you job. know. But uh, we just want to say, if you are, um, you know, but also too- like, there's plenty of wife beaters in the MLB right now. Unfortunately, so like the only way you can actually get in trouble is by the actual law, because MLB doesn't care. Like you know, which is unfortunate, because. I assume whenever he does get out of jail, or even if he goes to jail, he'll probably find a job. Marcel is in. A- I don't know. Not if he's in there for twenty years. He probably isn't getting twenty years. He'll probably get the minimum. Yeah. Well, it's it's an unfortunate news. We're starting off with some. Well, that I mean, one. Add him to the list. Yeah. Chapman, Herman. We gotta hold people Julio accountable. Reyes. You know what I mean? Like we gotta hold people accountable. It's gotta start somewhere. You know what I mean? I mean, it's getting better. Like Roberto Osuna, he didn't get signed. Yeah. I don't think he's getting signed. He's a good pitcher. Uh, Puig isn't getting signed, which is good. Fuck Puig, piece of shit. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't gotten into the... I haven't really understood the Puig stuff. But Oh, he just like was at a club and was in the bathroom. And he brought a girl into the bathroom who was like very, very drunk uh, and made her 
do some sexual things to him. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. And uh, forcibly. So, yeah. Fuck him. And also, yeah. Just a bad person. Just a bad and person. And there's bad people everywhere. There's bad plumbers. We just shouldn't there's hire them. Faces. We shouldn't have them as the mas- as not the mascots, but the the ambassadors of our great sport. Yeah. We have to realize that I'm baseball sure. has to appeal to a, uh, a new audience, an audience that actually gives a shit about people. Yeah. An audience actually gives a shit about Roberto Osuna would be one of the best relievers on a lot of baseball teams. Puig would be a decent to good backup outfielder mm-hmm. but i'm glad that teams would rather just not sign them and not have to deal with it i mean the braves almost signed puig last year but thank god that didn't go through um but yeah fuck them let them all so, burn in hell so speaking of you know wanting our game to be better represented you know by more uh reasonable and uh good people um <laughs> good segue <sighs> bob brenly the Diamondbacks announcer. Oh, um, he, he, you know, he was. He used to be the Diamondbacks manager, and he this week uh, made a comment while talking about New York's Mets pitcher Marcus Stroman, saying, um, "It's the same do rag that Tom Seaver once wore." And it's just <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, I was just. <sighs> I was kind of, I was really, truly taken aback when I, I like heard him say that. And I was just like, what world are you living in where you think that's a reasonable thing to say? I mean, it's not racist necessarily. It's not, it's not explicitly racist. It's just out of touch. I think it's I would put really it as really strange, like kind of dig. No, it was just like he was trying to be funny. Like, he was trying to do a joke. He was trying to do a bit. Yeah. And it just wasn't funny. Yeah. And whoever, I don't know who the other announcer is, but God bless him. Because say he it. says it, and he just goes, oh, and that's a single up the middle for Josh Rojas or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. And it's like, I really appreciate that he didn't even, like, say anything. He probably just looked and was like. <laughs> <laughs> you need that friend, you know? Okay. And also, like, it's, yeah, it's not something that's racist necessarily. No, no, it's, it's not- just like. Dude, what do you like? Think before you yeah, speak. Yeah, like it's not. Oh, it's cancel culture. It's just like that's uncomfortable. It's a weird thing to say. Like you wouldn't have said that if it was Noah oh. Syndergaard on the mound. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't have said that. You that's would the only same say hat that Tom Seaver. You know, yeah, Tom Seaver didn't wear a do rag. No, I don't, I don't even so. know where that comes from. Like that's what I don't understand. It's just a bad. He was just doing a bad joke. Like, ah, black guy wearing a do rag. I know a white guy used to like wear like, something stupid. Yeah. You know? Okay. I mean, look, it, it, it's. I'm. I don't think the guy should lose his job. He's taking a week off. He's also um, said uh, in 2019. Oh, yeah. The the he bike said chain thing. yeah he said something about Tatis wearing a bike chain around his neck, and it was like oh, again not racist just. Don't say out that. Out of touch. Out of touch. That's how I it's put like, it. It's like, it's just, it's the kind of, um, when people would, you know, kind of, like, they would jab at, like, hip-hop, you know? Like, when old white people would, like, jab at, like, hip-hop culture. Yeah. It's like, you're. I know you don't, you just maybe don't like hip-hop, and you're, like, just trying to make a joke, but, like, it's kind of, ra- it's like, it's, it's kind of alluding to being racist. You know what I mean? You're making fun of their culture. I you mean, know what I, I mean? Of cultural elements. In the way that, like, like my grand, our grandparents would say, like, um, yeah, there's the Asians down the street. 
it's not necessarily <laughs> racist. Like they don't hate the Asians down the street. They don't hate the Asian people who live down the street. It's just like that's not the way you should say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a well, it's kind of different in that like he should have just not said that at all. But like it's kind of like it's not a microaggression per se, but it's like you got to adjust your like the way you're saying that. And I mean there's been other people there's a, other people that have noted that um you know Brendley has made, you know, kind of a, a pattern of mocking or criticizing players of color uh, and that this isn't necessarily the first time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, do I think the guy should lose his job over this? No. no. But do I think he should uh, really have to, like, you know, think about, like, the fact that, like, you talk for a living, you represent the sport of baseball to a certain group of people, you are have the most, let's be honest, other, I mean, obviously maybe being the broadcaster for the Arizona Diamondbacks is the most esteemed job in sports, but being the broadcaster for a team is the most esteemed job in baseball in many ways. I, I mean, not being a manager in yeah. media, in baseball media, I mean. Yeah. Um, it is a very privileged position. Uh, it is a cushy job that you get paid really well to do yeah. and that a lot of people want to do. And if you aren't aware that like your words carry a, a lot, that more people listen to you uh, than that a lot of people listen to you, then like you just shouldn't be in that job to be honest. Like it's just, you just have to realize that like you have to do things a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, and that means like being respectful of people and like what they believe. And like, I don't think he, you know, some people will cry cancel culture. I don't think the guy should be canceled. I just think it's the reality that cancel culture. If you love baseball, then you should want it to be appealing to like a wide group of people. And the biggest demographic that baseball is losing is young people of color. Yeah. So like if we don't start changing how we talk about people, how we talk about baseball, how and we actually start lifting up people like Fernando Tatis and Marcus Stroman, who are proud, you know, men of color who are like doing things that in a different way. If we don't mm-hmm. start talking about them like, you know, the the icons that they are of the sport then we're gonna lose. We're not gonna have anyone for for young people of color to look up to in this yeah. sport. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's so. like like Randy Rosarena used to always say, like he was so quiet and like con- concealed. I guess you could say when he first got to the big leagues because he was just like scared of showing emotion because mm. he didn't want to be too much and get called out for it. Right. But it's like. Like as me as a fan, when Randy's going crazy on the bench and do whatever yeah. he does, it's like it's that's that's what makes that's it the cool. Shit. That's, that's the like shit. be yourself. Like yeah. be as much as yourself as you want to be on the field. Yeah. Whether anyone likes it or not. Like if you're having fun, like it's just a fucking kids people game. People are gonna love it. It's a kids game. Bob Brindley should honestly, the next time the Mets are in town or they're going to New York, he should just sit down and like actually speak with Strowman and yeah. like let Strowman, not like it's Strowman's job to educate him, but like learn about kind of what you're doing wrong or just talk to the black players on the diamondbacks. Yeah. There's plenty. Yeah. Like talk to them, ask how them they how they felt yeah, about that exactly. comment. Even if you're uneducated, like being a, like I see this a lot online. It's like white, like straight white people like ourselves mm-hmm. are so scared of being ignorant to like these like racial issues and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. And it's like, it's okay to be ignorant if you have a willingness to learn. Yeah. Totally. Like, if there's something I didn't understand, like we used to have a roommate, a black roommate, one of my best mm-hmm. friends of all time, totally. one of my favorite people ever. And like sitting down and like at night and having conversations about race and 
being uh, discriminated. It's like mm-hmm. things I was scared to ask before, but then it's like when you have someone who's willing to like help you understand all these things. Yeah, from their that me eyes. as an yeah. eight-year-old white kid mm-hmm. who grew up in the suburbs never ever experienced. Yeah, you know, but you have to be willing to like ask those questions. Yeah, listen to these people. Like some people are going to be offended by things you say. Some people aren't. That's just the way life works. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. There's probably some, like, as a horrible example, there's some white people who might be offended by the word cracker, which, fuck those people. But, like, <laughs> and then there's some people who won't. It's the same as, like, any like jokes you make about black people, about Latino people. Like, you just got to understand what they're going through. Yeah. And, like, understand that there is the oppression and that you are um, privileged, mm-hmm. but understand that you can use that. You don't have to just be like, oh, I'm privileged. Yeah. That sucks. You can be like, Use that privilege to gain more knowledge. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. We're so, we're so, uh, I'm so lucky that, like, liberal, that I had so many experiences. Liberal white people are, like, so, they're so, uh, um, so scared of getting canceled. They're so sensitive. And so, like, it's like, you know, that, like, there's no monolithic, like, black experience. There's no monolithic, monolithic black response to anything. Yeah. It's like, it, it, you just have to, like, be aware of, like, like you just have to like actually encounter people and actually have these conversations and like I and realize that it's just like this is real life, you know? Yeah. Like this is real like it's not um it's not like you say something and then one day because you said so- something that kind of crossed the line, tomorrow you don't have a job. It's like a learning experience and yeah. it's like something that like you have to like be open to. And that's why I just realize that you're wrong sometimes. Like yeah. yeah, it's okay to like it's totally fine to be wrong. Well, that's why I really disagree with cancel culture because it's like it doesn't really do anything to help them learn. Like yes, it kind of does, like but yeah. it's good to like use it as a learning experience. Like I'm sure, I really hope, I don't know, but Bob Brenly should have a learning experience and like talk mm-hmm. to these players and talk to people. And yeah. Like well, understand that something you said that you just thought was a funny quip is actually offensive to some people and comes off as racist. That would, I think, like change actually how like commentating is. We always talk about how like commentators are so disconnected with the players. Like, what if like Tom Glavin just like sat down and like talked? To Ronald Acuna, yeah, and they just had a conversation, even with an interpreter, uh, about like how he approaches things and like why yeah. he is so flashy and why he does certain things, like and why Tom Glavin feels like that maybe that's not in line with how he played the game, and and like that's I feel like there's just no conversation going on between. It's just like, too, it's just the old side. The there's old just heads the people that talk about baseball and there's the people that play baseball and they never intersect. Yeah, because by the time you're done playing baseball and you talk about baseball. Baseball's people, changed so much. It's changed so much. So, like, that's the problem that we're f- facing in this game is that the people that communicate what happens on the field are so much, like, r- are regressing, whereas the people that are on the field are doing things that are, like, really pushing the boundaries of how mm. cool this sport could possibly yeah. bl- be. I mean, think about it. 20 years ago, there was controversy with Barry Bonds and Griffey wearing earrings. Like right. that was a thing right. 20 years ago where it's like, oh, these boys are wearing earrings. Are they gay? No. Right. But it's like that was. And when you think about earrings, like a guy wearing earrings, that's just normal because yeah. 20 years have passed almost. And we realize, oh, well, do whatever you want. Like yeah. what makes you happy? And it's yeah. the same thing as being extravagant on the field. Like, are you having fun? Awesome. Are you doing good? Awesome. Then yeah, as long as the numbers doing. are good, as long as you're playing good baseball, like, yeah. Yeah, and Acuna's, like, he's going to be one of the best hitters in the league no matter what. 
I read... And I'd um, rather him have fun doing it. So I read a book this week. Alex gave it to me called Powerball, which I really recommend. It's by Rob, Rob Dreyer, um, who really... Rob Nyer. Rob, Rob Nyer. Nyer. Rob yeah. Nyer. My, my, my apologies. Great writer. Great writer. And he was very thankful. That I t- tweeted about my support for the book, and he was very thankful of it, which is always sweet when they actually see it. Um, but... Uh, incredible book about baseball just about one game between the astros and the athletics an incredible incredible book and he talks about there's never been a a baseball player who's been out while they've been playing there's only one umpire dale scott who Mm -hmm. was out and he talks about how players came up to dale after he came out and and like i can't remember what what player it was runs up to him when he sees him and it's like you're free like you can be you now like i'm so like congratulations that's amazing and it's like don't you think like it's crazy. This is totally kind of a side note, but don't you think it's kind of crazy? There's still not an out, like gay MLB player. It's talk. I no. I mean, yes and no. Don't you think it's they toxic would be rec- masculinity? Though I don't think. Don't you think they would be received really favorably though? Like, but, I, in this day and age. But think about it. As a, if you are a gay athlete, it's hard to come out mm-hmm. and say, like, just think about like just regular people coming out as gay. That's a hard. Thing yeah. to like put out to the world, tell your parents, whatever. Yeah. Imagine having cameras on you all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. And you know, I get like, it. I get it. We know that like people that aren't pieces of shit would be like, good for you. Like, yeah. I'm so happy for you. You're yeah. free. You can be yourself. But then there's like, I feel like in a athlete's head, it's like, well, there's going to be those people who are calling me the F word or, uh-huh. you know, whatever, being mean to me and whatever. Yeah, it's true. And so you got to do it like as much as the there would be positive, there's always going to be negatives. Mm-hmm. But also, I, yeah, you know, it sucks. Mm. Like there's only been, what, two players? That have three? come out after they, and they retired? Weren't even, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And like not saying Acuna's gay, but <laughs> no, this if is... Acuna or a Trout... It has to be that type like, of player. It would be so... That would... It's like... What am I, I was trying to make a point. I forget. But like there's something like when someone high up says like it was kind of the Astros cheating thing mm-hmm. when Trout came out and said like that's messed up. Like if yeah. I had trash cans, I would have 50 or I hit 80 home runs. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, everyone's going to listen now because Trout's yeah. talking. Yeah. There's something like if a guy at that high yeah, of a level is like, true. I am gay. It opens up for these low level exactly. minor leaguers exactly. to be like, I'm also gay. I want to be out because then it. It's just like someone has to knock that's, the Jenga exactly. thing down. That's you know? what Ni- that's what Nair says. He's like, it has. To, it probably has to be a star because yeah. you can't. It's too much mental energy to worry about if you're a low to mid level reliever on the a, Texas Rangers. If a guy in Double A comes out and is like, "Yeah, I'm gay," it will be talked about for a week, and then yeah. everyone will forget about it unless he makes it to the majors. Yeah. But if it's yeah, if it's a a trout, a gallo, yeah. whatever. You know, I'm not saying those guys are gay. No, They're definitely not because they have level wives. Of player. But like, yeah, it would be so cool. But it's also like, when you look at the averages, there's what 700 people, 750 on a big league roster, and then more and more get called up and down. That's the chances are one of, at least one of those guys is gay. Oh, the chances. <laughs> there's no way there isn't a gay. There person. has to be, yeah. And if you know, if I was picking, it'd be. Freddie Freeman, not joking. Oh my god. He has a wife and kids. It's all a it's all a beard. <laughs> Anyways. Um I think we're gonna take a little bit of break. I gotta Sounds good. go to the washroom. Yep, we'll be back in just a little bit. And we're back. 
Um, so we're going to talk about the also, All-Star. Short what? news. Vladdy Guerrero just took the lead in the home run. He so just we, hit another one today. We started the episode and, and he's on his own. tied, and uh, now he's leading. So uh, good for him. 18 home runs. So he's on pace for like 50 because he's not even a half a year yet. <sighs> like, good Lord. <laughs> I hope Vladdy wins MVP this year. I That would make me so happy. Yeah, yeah. so we, we haven't. Yeah, what's it puts it? We got the all star ballots. So, I mean, there's. Yeah, I have mine. I have my ballot. I was going to do mine, like what I think should happen, and then like a completely biased one. But then I realized my completely biased one is similar to my actual one. Yeah, just, and like there's bias, but not really. And then I have my girlfriend's, which I think is hilarious. We'll do she, that one at the end. Yeah. Where we'll go through just like a lay, which is hilarious, a lay person, way. somebody who knows about baseball just from hanging out with Alex. Yeah. Uh, and just looks and like, oh, he's an attractive guy. Yeah. yeah. So we'll do that one at the end. So uh, at first base, um, we'll go through the American and national. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, so who you got on the American? Oh, Vladdy. Of course. Yeah. No question. He's the, that was easy. And the National League? Uh, Max Muncy. I... I thought I wrote to, so I have Freddie Freeman here. I wrote down Max Muncy. I think I chose Freddie Freeman because I just wanted to vote for him. But I, yeah. I wrote down Max Muncy um, because Max Muncy is raking, and that's unbiased. He's, he's the Greek god of walks, part two. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like April. He was not hitting well at all, but he still was leading the league in walks and had like a four hundred on base percentage. And then in May, he just completely exploded and hit like ten home runs or something like that. Yeah. So like. You know, if he can do, and he's doing, he's still walking a shit ton. Like, if he's doing both, he's terrifying. Like, I remember in the playoffs last year, it was like, it was like watching Barry Bonds in his prime with the eye. Oh, my like God. He's he, so disciplined. Yeah, he knows exactly what, like, obviously, mostly good, Trout does, all these good hitters do, but like, it was like, the ball could have been that much off the plate, and he was on two strikes looking at it. I know, and that is like the thing that really does separate the good from the great. Is is can you go up there, and because you're not seeing, I'm not seeing that in certain players well, right that, now. Like, that's why I see Tatis as like going to be a stud because he doesn't. Too, but he like, doesn't even Tatis. I don't even think his eye is that good. But like, he's only at his what third year in the league, and like the older you get, the more that just keeps bats. getting better. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's why I think like yeah, Tatis Acuna like. Their eyes are already decent, but once they get like trout level elite eyes at the plate, it's terrifying. That's the big change in Acuna this year that I've noticed is he's gone from being a lights out hitter who who struck out a little too much to yeah. having an eye at the plate that is nuts. The thing about like, Acuna is like he also takes strike three a lot when they're when they're ball four or when they're ball three, whatever. Like he gets called out, I swear, more than anyone in the league yeah, on strikes true. when they're it's balls. True. There's a way to check that. I just haven't. But uh, yeah, yeah. Those. That's why those kids are the future because they just have 100%. elite, an elite bat, and if they get an elite eye, it's over. It's over. Who you got at second base? Uh, as uh, Marcus Simeon, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, I but, think he is the. Barely tweeted this. I think he is the best uh, trade acquisition. Uh, yeah, he's so the best far. free agent signing so far. Yeah. So far. Which I mean, I thought he was going to be good, but I don't think he would been been the best acquisition on that team. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, George hurt. George would probably be better than him True. if yeah. he was playing. But, but he's been better than Lindor. He's been better. You know, he's been lights out. He's he's and they <laughs> everyone's need been that. better than Lindor. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
And then uh, Nashley, uh, uh, Jake Cronenworth. Okay. I, I knew you were going to go Jake Cronenworth, and I think it's a great that choice. That or Nico Horner. I went Ozzy Albies, because I think Ozzy Albies is, is... He's having a good year. He's having a good year. I wanted to pick Nico Horner, but, like, he's been injured. He's been... I think he's been out for, like... He didn't come up until, like, three weeks into the season, and then he also has been injured. He's been yeah. on an IL twice. So it's like... He has good numbers, but it's a small sample size. Yeah. So it's like I can't justify. And Jake hasn't been the best, but Jake is. Jake Cronenworth is probably one of my favorite players to watch. That isn't like Tatis. And or you get to Devers. watch him every day. He's played the most games out of any Padre. He's he's on the field every day. He hasn't been hurt, and he's uh, he's playing. And his defense is unbelievable. Well, that, he's like the reason David Fletcher is so popular is because David Fletcher is like a below average hitter, but he can play so many positions and play them well. And that's why I think Jake is such a good player because he has a very good bat and has the ability to like win batting titles, Mm -hmm. but he also can play first, second, third, short, left, center, right. Like he can play anywhere but catcher and also do it at elite level. Yeah, that's he's a so super, valuable. A super utility guy with like well above average defense, and yeah. he can probably hit for like a two seventy to yeah. two ninety average. Like over the Red Sox, yeah, the utility manners. Like the Red Sox have Marwin Gonzalez. I was just gonna say he is who, the like the, the one of the original yeah. kind of modern utility. And he's great switch hitter, but he just can't hit. Like he's having a horrible hitting yeah, season. He's but been, you yeah. put him at third, he'll make a great play that yeah. day. He'll put him at first, he'll make a great play. Like and he he's has doing had great. good seasons hitting wise too. Like he, eh. he was good. He's on really the Ast- only had one good season. He's good on the Astros, and yeah. it was in 2017. Yeah, so exactly. like, yeah, yeah, I don't take it as much. But uh, true. Uh, I do like Marwin. If he learns how to, if he just hits a like, but just slightly below average, he would be elite on the Red Sox because yeah. he can play anywhere. Like he's if Bogarts needs a day off, okay, go play short. Yeah, Kike needs a day off, go play center. Like Bogarts, Devers, anyone. Yeah, and so like. And he's been like platooning with Dahlbeck because Dahlbeck can't hit righties. So he's been playing a lot of first when a righty's on the mound. But yeah, I love a utility man. Love a utility man. And I realized man. yesterday why. Because like, obviously, I love the long ball. I love seeing Acuna and, mm-hmm. you know, guys hit dingers. But like, I realized because I was a short second baseman when mm-hmm. I played baseball who couldn't hit for power. And so I think that's why I like these guys who are second yeah. baseman who can't hit for power. Oh, I love them. It's my favorite players. There's DJ, so much about DJ the slappy LeMahieu. hitters. Yeah. DJ oh. LeMahieu is my favorite is maybe my favorite player other than Freddie Freeman. It's cuz he's just a low launch angle 300 average yeah. second baseman who plays elite defense at yeah. his best. Hey, um, what do you got for third base? Okay, I got Alex Bregman for the American League. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not a bad pick. I don't think he's the best, but no bias. I picked Rafael Devers. He I had, knew you were going to. He's the best OPS for th- American League third baseman. I think uh, I think Bregman's a safe pick, honestly. I think I think uh, Devers... has been good, but he hasn't been, like, great. I think Devers has been better than him, and that's no bias. Like, just statistically. I kind of just knew you were going to pick Devers, and I think he is the better third baseman, so I just figured I'd pick Bregman. Um, and I got Chris Bryant, no question. Yes, just same. like he's just having a fucking unreal. Yeah, year. I hope he gets traded. He's like the it's he's like the only guy who like actually came up with the the Cubs who's actually good. Like if you look into their draft stuff, it's like how did no one come out of like like they've never really developed anyone who's been they, not never, but in the last like ten years they've barely developed anyone who's been like a star. Like Rizzo came from uh, the Padres. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Baez. Baez, Nico yeah. Horner. 
There's plenty. Nico Horn is getting there. Yeah, he's gonna be. He's yeah. gonna be like a Jake Cronenworth yeah. type player. Like he'll have very yeah, good until, batting. Yeah, I guess I'm not. Yeah, I'm not including power. Nico Horner. But yeah, yeah. Do I Chris Bryant for sure? Uh, shortstop. Yeah. Xander Bogarts. Yeah, fuck oh, yeah. He's fucking awesome, dude. dude he's, I was he's looking fucking at unreal, dude. War for it's not short even stops. close. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's not in close. the AL. It's not close. Even if Lindor was in the AL, it still wouldn't be yeah, close. Yeah, no. it was the top four. This is my gr- fucking favorite stat. Top four shortstop by WAR since 2015. It's Frankie Lindor. Sorry, Francisco. I should say Frankie. It's like Bob Clemente. <laughs> um, sorry, Francisco Lindor. Uh, with like 26.8 war, I think it's since 2015. And then Bogarts with like 25.8 or something, like one less war, and then Story. And then number four, who do you think has the fourth most war by a shortstop since 2015? Or maybe it was 2016. I could be wrong. I don't. You might get it. It's, a, it's kind of a deep cut in a way. Marcus Simeon? No, Andrelson Simmons. Andrelson Simmons. That's how good he is at playing shortstop. That that man That's can't crazy. hit. That's all D War. <laughs> like almost all of it is yeah. yeah. He has yeah. been a below average hitter for the past five seasons, and he still has twenty six or like twenty four wow. WAR. That's yeah. crazy. They put that up on the Yankees broadcast. I think it was yesterday, and I was like, "What the fuck?" You have three like guys who like Lindor is known for hitting and mm-hmm. defense. Bogarts is way better at hitting. Yeah. And then Story, who's just like the same hitting and defense. Yeah. But then you've got Andrelson, who has amassed almost the same amount of wins above replacement by just playing elite shortstop. It's That's why he is going to be in the Hall of Fame, honestly. That's why I love him. I think yeah. it's so cool. I hope he gets in the Hall. I mean, Ozzie Smith is in the Hall of Fame. And he yeah. was a below average hitter. So Yeah, totally. Anyways, um then Tati. So yeah, that was easy. Not even um, up for debate. And outfield, we got three positions. I got yeah. some bias in this. I got. I I tried to. to I got some bias too. But I tried to pick some interesting picks. I don't know. They're probably not that interesting. But uh, I picked uh, Byron Buxton, Adelise Garcia, and Aaron Judge for the AL. I think Adelise Garcia. It's like I didn't even know who that guy was, and he's having like a hell of a year. Like not yeah. just homers, but like he's hitting really well, and he seems to be like doing. He seems to be an average defender in outfit in, in center yeah, he's field. Not bad, uh, but because he plays center, does he play center? I thought he, he played. plays left. Maybe he plays no, left. wait. I thought he played center, but maybe he plays center. They had the. Because they have Gallo and right, and then they have Solak in center sometimes, but Solak also plays second. I. He might play more DH. Yeah, I guess he's tech. He, he was he is technically an outfielder, but yeah, I think he's playing some DH. Anyways, but um, yeah, that's a good pick. You picked none that I picked. That's oh good. great, yeah, that's that's how deep the outfielders I, are. I wanted to pick. Yeah, you have so many to pick from because there's three on each or like four or five on each team. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to pick Buxton, but like, it was just kind of pointless because he's not going to play. Probably like he's probably gonna be out for the next few months. I thought about that. I I, I guess you can vote for him anyway. Yeah, you like he is. You like, can vote him as an all star, and then they'll just replace him. Obviously. Yeah, but I, I guess. Yeah, I think his performance. Yeah, it he is. does deserve to be an all star. I will yeah. admit that. I should have probably just picked him and then had a backup. But yeah. I picked uh, Trout. Trout's another one. It just felt obvious, even though he's so probably not gonna I play. Didn't put Trout. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike Trout, Teoscar Hernandez, nice. and Alex Verdugo. Nice. Verdugo is like slight bias, but I just think I think he's 
Hernandez I, is, cool. is, a, is a great pick. I Teoscar's mean, so good. Teoscar is so good, and he is like the player on the Jays that no one talks about how good he is. Like it's he's so undervalued because you have Vlad, Bo, yeah. Springer now, and Simeon. Simeon. Yeah, like you have so many good. But straight up, Teoscar Hernandez is an elite hitter and a good defender, yeah. and he has made some great plays in the outfield. I don't know what it's like DRS is. Uh, or 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 any of those advanced. Oh, he's a bad fielder. Is he bad? Yeah, oh yeah, he's a way below average. He's a good hitter. He's quick, but he's just like has no like he has range, but not really. He just doesn't have good reaction times and stuff. Well, he should be an all star. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, like, who cares about fielding? <laughs> just catch the balls that go to you and throw the balls in that you don't catch. You know, there yeah. you go. That's fielding. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you got for National League outfielders? Ronald Acuna Jr., Nick Castellanos, who's the best outfielder this year, looking at the numbers, yeah. like, period. He's And uh, Trent Grisham, who's also, he's a gold My glove. Trent. He, he, yeah, he it, was the fourth pick. He's, a, pick he's a great defensive outfielder. And also, like, he's actually, yeah. both sides of the of the ball is, is, is a great player. I feel confident in saying that. Trent is, I realized yesterday my, the Padres are definitely my second favorite team. Like, oh, without yeah. a doubt, because I love so many other players. And Trent wasn't even playing, but Trent just has so much swag. So much I just swag. love the way he pimps home runs. I love the way he just, he just like... walks around, man. He's just so swaggy. When he's got his shades on, and yeah. when he, like, when he, he catches this, like, the baseball and he puts up the outs, it's like, oh, God, I love you. No, he's so swaggy. I literally, he just walks around just dripping in clout. I wonder what Jay Cron- Jay Cronenworth seems so out of that team. Like yeah. he's such a he seems like such a hey guys how you doing? And then he like walks in the clubhouse. You got Tati, just you Tati's got big ass chain on. Everyone going crazy and yeah. shit. But uh, yeah, I picked Acuna, Castellanos, and Jesse Winker. Nice, nice. Uh, AKA Jesse Winker, AKA Babe Ruth, <laughs> who is he's Babe Ruth. You can't tell me otherwise. At least what he exists. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't do this again. every episode. No, Jesse Winker's just—he's so good. They're so dude. Him and Castellanos are nuts. They would be the pirates if they didn't have those two guys. Straight and Suarez, they would literally be lost. It's so true. They're the bottom. They would of the be barrel. such a bad team, but they have two players. If only they had like a Trevor Bauer type picture, you know? If only somebody like Trevor Bauer. Somebody like Trevor Bauer could pitch for the Reds, you know? Clever Shower. Matt Lauer. Wait, what? Clever Shower. <laughs> My favorite pitcher. Yeah, so yeah, Cunha just, you know, he's sexy. Winker, you know, Castellanos is like one, of, he's just such a great player. Oh, he's insane. And he's a <laughs> Winker and Castellanos are like pylons in the outfield. Oh, but who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah. Because they're going to hit dingers. Like, it literally doesn't matter. Their offensive worth is. Yeah. In MLB The Show, I'm pretty sure Winker. Like the stats go up to 125. I think Winker has like 124 contact versus righties and like 100 power and 40 fielding. Like an average is like 70 fielding. And same with Castellanos. He has like insane so hitting bad. stats and like 50 fielding. But it doesn't matter. He's Just a liability out there. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. They'll catch stuff that comes to them. What's what's your biggest fear? The ball being in my general, general direction. direction. God damn. That's, yeah, the, ask the manager of the Reds what his biggest fear is. Someone <laughs> hitting the ball to Jesse. Not sure you would know what to. I'm not sure you would recognize it. Catcher was easy because there's so many shit catchers. <laughs> there's sorry catchers. No, there's. We've talked about this before. There's just so many. Third base good. is so good right now, and catcher is fucking trash. Like yeah. there's literally no one. Like, who did you pick? Oh, Yasmani. 
Yasmani yeah, Grandal, the I goat. I didn't go for Yasmani, but I understand. Who'd you pick AL then? Don't uh, say fucking Gary Sanchez. I no. will beat you with a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I will murder you on screen, on camera. And force me to edit it. Oh, my God. Uh, Salvador Perez. <laughs> <laughs> Low key. He's actually doing really well. He's got a, he's, he's got a great start to the year. No, it's not a bad pick. I, I didn't even think about Salvador Perez. Yasmani's just, the goat. I mean... He has a higher on-base percentage than slugging percentage. 53% of his hits are home runs. <laughs> yeah, and then the other 30, 47% of his bats, walks or yeah, strikeouts. It's crazy. He's so good. He's, he's the first, I think he's the, God, I think he's the fourth player in MLB history to have a higher, in a, in a whole month, have a higher on-base percentage than slugging percentage, which is insane because how do you, that doesn't make any sense. It makes no it's it, it, the last player to finish their career with a, a higher on base percentage than slugging was Ozzy Smith, obviously. <sighs> but like Yasmani does not steal bases and is not very fast. Oh yeah, he has zero speed in that yeah. movie. The show That's does he I, really? Yeah, he's zero. Slow. But he just—it's just so good. Yeah, he's just so fun to watch. He just either walks. He's a three true outcome guy. You know, hundred percent. It's good to have some of those guys. Yeah, Yasmani was easy. I just—I don't know. I just picked for the NL. Who'd you pick? Who'd you pick? Who'd you pick? <laughs> Gary Sanchez? You, you I, I wrote did, in. I did. I wrote in Gary. I wrote in Bernie Sanders. You see, foolish baseball wrote in Tyler Glass now for first base. <laughs> did you see that? Why? <laughs> I think he just wanted to do a bit. It was like, oh, Trout, Sammy, and uh, Devers, and then oh, Tyler Glass now at first. Okay. Old. Because yeah, you can write in whoever the fuck you want. <laughs> they have to get him a club. Um, I picked uh, Omar Narvaez on the Brewers. <laughs> Are you fucking drunk? Are you yeah. asleep at the wheel? I'm, I'm, I need a new co-host. I'm blasted. I'm put my girlfriend here. She probably know more. Buster Posey. Guy's like a 960 OPS. What are we doing here? Buster Posey's overrated. <laughs> he's old man. I thought he was hurt. Who cares if I he's thought he was hurt. So is Salvador Perez. You picked him. His age has to Nelson Cruz is all. He's still going to hit 40 home run. Otani for DH. That's all I'll Of say. course. <laughs> Absolutely. There was no I'm other. I'm just kidding. I chose Tyler Glass now to come off the bench. I, all of these are Tyler Glass now. Both. Both. It's all a bit. Yeah. That, that, it, yeah. Like, I wanted to biasly pick J.D. Martinez, cause, who would probably be the second best, like, non-biased option. Uh, but, like... It's Shohei Otani. Otani has to be there at some capacity. I really hope... But well, My goal is that he he starts the first inning and then leads off in the bottom of the first for the All-Star game. I think that would be cool. So they're having it at Coors. Rockies are an American League team? National League. NL West. So they're going to play National League rules? Like pitcher has to hit? I have no idea. Maybe. I don't know how the... I don't know if they had... I would say, yeah, probably. Probably no DH. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. But you couldn't... But what... Is there no all-star pitchers? Yeah, I don't know. I was talking about that with my girlfriend. I have no idea. If you... I mean, who would your... I mean, it's just... I think the starting pitcher would just... Be I don't know if there's another voting process that you can do later. I don't know, but like I mean, I'm assuming the MLB just picks the starters and the pitchers. I don't know. Maybe I mean we both know who we're gonna say for you know. Well, who should start? Well, for the AL, Garrett Cole should start, and for the NL, Jacob Degrom should start. Yeah, I, I I'm not. Yeah, I mean probably not. 
You don't think so? No. Nah, two best pitchers in the game? I feel like Shane Bieber should start. Shane Bieber could start. Yeah, Bieber but Jacob should start. Jacob DeGrom has to start. He doesn't have to. He should. He's the best pitcher. I He's mean, the best pitcher in the game. That's true. Relievers? I mean, Mark Melanson should close for the NL. You know, but... Yeah, yeah. Melan- I mean, yeah, they'll just put... I mean, Melanson, who else is an all-star reliever? Matt, Matt Barnes. Fucking yeah. egg. God damn. Oh, that was fucking another great graphic the Yankees put on the screen. Um, it was highest strikeout percentage this year, and it's five pitchers. It was Matt Barnes. Uh, it's four of them. Are, it was Matt Barnes, Aroldis Chapman. Fuck, I can't remember that. Two other relievers, and then Jacob DeGrom. Because it's like, highest strikeout percentage is usually relievers because they face they less batters. Much, they yeah. strike out more yeah, batters. Yeah. DeGrom was like thir- or fourth on the list percentage that's how many people he strikes out that's fucked up i think it was 48 percent. so 50 percent of the batters he throws to are strikeouts he's probably pitched in like the the slide step like like for like several yeah he doesn't go for the stretch like he is he's just about degrom is that he literally just throws fastballs yeah he only throws sliders if like for some reason, you hit the fastball. That's why it's so fucking wild. Yeah, I know. Good. It makes no sense. It's I, like Chapman. Like, you know what's coming. Oh, yeah. He's only going to throw the slider or the splitter if he really has to. to yeah, to wipe so you out. So you just yeah. stand there and know 102 is coming at my head, and you still are late by a minute. No, it's insane. I was watching him pitch against the Diamondbacks. He went a whole inning only throwing fastballs. There was nothing else. He literally he didn't just throw. Don't need to. There was no waste pitch at all. Which is so funny. I mean, and it's not like that's unprecedented. And of course, we, you know, Mariano made a fucking career off the cutter. Like, you know, yeah. and that's all he threw. He threw a four seam fastball. Thing moved. Yeah. You know, it's just a straight fastball. I think it's so cool. Anyways. Yeah. That's, that's why I think it should be all stars. Okay. I, mean, I wish you could vote for pitchers i I think it's weird that you can't at least pick like five starters maybe if if we're missing something maybe let us know in the comments because nick pavetta that would be cool i think Corey kluber (laughs) isn't he injured for the year not for the year not for the year no he'll be back he'll be he's he's already throwing on flat ground so he'll be back but uh carlos rodon i want to show everyone my girlfriend's ballot that's what i wanted this is mainly it's mainly just People she thought are pretty a and hot names, guys list. and it's mainly names she just knows because <laughs> I talk about them. So, um, your starting first baseman for the American League is a uh, Mister uh, Five Ninety OPS Bobby Dahlbeck. <laughs> Good for him, Big Bob the heartthrob. First base, Freddie Freeman. You should be happy at that pick. Avalon, we will, we we salute you. Um, second base, we got. Marcus Semyon. Great. Yeah, she, honestly, she's not bad. And then she got Ozzy Albies. I picked up both of those. And she went Devers and Machado. Machado's a great pick. Yeah. Yeah, Machado's, you know, he's not He's great. not as good as Curtis Bryant, but I mean, he's, he's short a Short stop pick. was easy for her. It's probably her two favorite players, Bo Bichette and Dansby Swanson. Nice. All-star yeah. Dansby yeah. Swanson. Yeah. I, look, I'd love to hear those, those four words together. And then she picked George Springer, uh, Mike Trout, Alex Verdugo. And then Acuna, Grisham, and Mike Yastrzemski. I don't know why she knows who <laughs> Mike Yastrzemski is. I actually don't know. How does she know Mike Yastrzemski? Maybe because I talk about it. Carl Yastrzemski? I don't know. And then she picked Yasmani Grandal. <laughs> I'm teaching her well. I'm just saying. Snaps. And then Yadier Molina. Cause, and I yeah. quote, that's the only catcher I know. <laughs> and then, yeah, she picked Otani. Okay. It's That's honestly not bad. Other not bad than at all. Dahlbeck, 
Um, other than Dahlbeck, Springer, and Yastrzemski, and Swanson, My everything that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like she only got like four, which were just completely biased. Yeah, and just like wh- what? Wait, huh? <laughs> Yadi or Malin? I mean, Yadi or Molina's not a bad. Mike Yastrzemski, like that would really came out. He's of a job. good player. Yeah. I don't know if he should start at the All Star. Yeah, game. <laughs> he, he, he can come on and you know. He'd be a bench bat. What did you say? He's not even the best outfielder on the Giants, but like, no. man, go off, King. But yeah. So anyway, that's about it. So uh, I'm gonna plug uh, Powerball by Rob Nyer. Yeah. Uh, great book. Uh, really recommend it. Rob, if you're listening, come on the pod. Uh, you're probably not, but well, I might try to get Rob on the pod because uh, be fun. That would be cool. We have a, I have a lot of questions uh, to ask him, and uh, yeah, it's a really good book. Powerball. Um, nothing to do with the lottery. Um, let me know if you have any other baseball books you think I should read. Oh, I got a think tank of books for you. I got a, a boatload. I remember the audience, but sure. I know, know, I know. <laughs> I, I know you're talking about it. I'm just saying I have some before you need to take recommendations. Yeah, you know I mean? but uh, yeah, so uh, I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Um, hope you're uh, doing well out there. Hope you're getting outside, getting some vitamin D and uh, free Palestine. Free Palestine. Um, hmm. What else? I don't think I have to plug anything. I need to pay rent. I'm just, <laughs> I have a we're, PayPal link. Below. Work, yeah, for <laughs> my Venmo. Um, but yeah, that's about it for this week. So we will uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care of yourselves. Get vaccinated and uh, stay safe. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Peace. Love you guys.